Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Orla Comedy on LMFM. Well, as we've been hearing, one Meath mother has to drive 400 kilometres each week, bringing one son to school while his twin sits on the bus with an empty seat behind him. And to put that in context, that's the distance from Mallon to Mizzenhead every week. We're joined now by Marie Devine from Beliver and Meath West Ainthu TD Pather Tobin, who's described the situation as a deficit of common sense. And we'll start with you, Marie, if that's OK. Tell me about your sons, James and Michael, and the trouble you have getting them to school. OK, um, James and Michael, they're eight-year-old twins. They're in third class and James has autism and um, he's entitled to the special needs transport. And um, we found this school, which is the nearest school available with a mainstream place for Michael and a place in the unit for James. So um, we made applications for the transport and James is eligible. And Michael's application was declined because he doesn't have a diagnosis of autism. Now, under the school bus rules, we know that uh, if a child has special needs, yes, they're entitled to a bus, but that any other child in the neighbourhood who needs that place can take it if there's a place available. But in your case, there is a place available. It seems bonkers that your son can't take it. Yes, there is. There are seats available on the bus and um, we have appealed and we still get the same reply that Michael is not eligible. And you are literally watching him get on the bus, your son James, and then you have to follow that bus all the way with Michael in the car beside you. Isn't it just Absolutely. incredible? The bus picks James up at about 8.15 in the morning and we head off in the car behind them. It's absolutely extraordinary that this can actually happen. Now, I know you chose a school, perhaps at a bit of a distance from your home, but you chose it, as you say, for very specific reasons. We chose it because it is the nearest school that there is a place available for James in the ASD unit and a place for Michael in the mainstream. And James wouldn't get the bus if there was any other school any nearer. He wouldn't be eligible for the bus because he also has to to meet the criteria that it is the nearest school available. And it was important to you that the, and it was important to you that the twins went to the same school. Obviously, they played together it at lunchtime. It is important, yes, to us that they go to the same school, and important to them as well because uh, Michael is great support for James, and they get integrated into the same class for a couple of hours every day, and they share their school trips and their events, and it's very important. something in common. 
All right. Can I bring you in there, uh, Deputy Tobin? How has this been allowed to happen? People will know that when it comes up to September, the, the news is full of crazy situations around the country. Last year, you know, we had the kids in Kildalki in, in Southmead having to walk to Trim uh, for school, uh, for, for the one to the school bus. Uh, this year we had kids in Winetown and Navan not having a school bus in, into Beaufort. Um, and we would have dozens of individual cases um, where people are just not able to get proper school transport into the schools. And I want to commend Marie because, you know, the work that she has done, like I've been working with Marie since last May trying to get this issue, issue resolved. And many, you know, families would have just given up at this stage, you know, and they would have thrown their hands up into the air and they would have just decided to uh, give up. But Marie has decided to keep on working. And um, thankfully, uh, obviously, she has gained some level of attention uh, with regards to this. And now that we're looking for the departments to change it for Marie. Uh, it's absolutely incredible that you would have a bus that's travelling from door to door, from Marie's house to the school, with one son on, and at the, the exactly the same route, uh, Marie has to travel with another son. Uh, it it doesn't. It is no logic. There's no common sense. It's absolutely ridiculous. And for me, it's bureaucracy gone crazy. Uh, what happens is sometimes these departments they take a particular decision and they implement that across the, the country without any logic to local needs. It's a kind of a one size fits all approach. Exactly, a one size fits all, and it has to change. Now, we've we've put in parliamentary questions. We have been in in contact with the department at all levels up to the minister. And there's a rigidity there. They simply won't change and this uh, for Marie and uh, her two sons. And, you know, we're just calling for a little bit of flexibility, a little bit of logic on this. And, and don't forget, like, school bus places are a, a positive, a societal positive. It gets people out of their cars. It releases, uh, reduces um, school congestion, transport congestion in the morning. And emissions, as we've been hearing so much about exactly. with climate control. Exactly. We have a, a government who's you know, happy to take photo ops around climate uh, action. And here is one of the simplest actions they could take, uh, making sure the kids actually get to school uh, properly in, in public transport. Now, so what recourse does Marie have at this stage? You've said that she's written, you've made submissions, but what happens next? Well, in, in my view, the only recourse that, that's necessary here at this stage is for the minister to come in and resolve the situation. He needs to change the departmental policy and he needs to allow for a little bit of flexibility and the injection of common sense into the process. And the minister could easily do that by changing the policy. Uh, unfortunately, the minister goes missing for a couple of weeks every September because, uh, obviously, because of the pressure of so many parents around the country looking for issues to be resolved. Uh, we, need, we need a minister and a government who say, is going to say that, actually, we're going to invest more in school transport. We're going to make it more available, easier to access, and more flexible so that we have uh, all of those common goods that we've just discussed. And that for individual families like Marie, she's not battling for six months of the year, keeping her two twin uh, sons uh, together in the same school. Now, if I can bring you back in there, Marie, um, you've written to the Children's Ombudsman. Have you had any responses yet? Well, I have had a couple of responses, yeah, but it is still at the stage of they're, they're looking into it. And do you believe they will try to make representations on your, your behalf with the department? Oh, yes, I, I do think so, yes. Now, how is this impacting at the moment on uh, James and Michael, this idea of one going on the bus? I mean, does James get on the bus quite willingly for you every morning? 
James has established a routine now of getting on the bus and it's very important for him to have a routine and Michael would yes he goes on the bus he looks forward to the bus and it gives him independence and Michael would love to go on the bus with him um, but that isn't the case and then um, the alternative would be maybe to take James off the bus and we can't do that to upset the routine, the routine and the independence that we've And obviously up. to hold on to that place, it was a hard won place well, and you don't want yes, to lose of it. Of course, yes. Yeah. Now, obviously, we covered um, the whole school bus issue in August at the sort of go back to school time here on the programme. And, you know, we got all the assurances from the department and from the uh, transport, you know, regarding that if spare places were available, then children could use them. But in your case, you you are literally looking at a number of spare places every day on that bus. How many spare places would you say are on the bus? Well, it seems to be a a 14-seater bus. And if now... Not officially, but I would say there would be at least six or seven spare seats, maybe more. You are looking at six empty seats on that bus every morning. That is extraordinary. And would you know, are they uh, seats that have actually been allocated to somebody who has a bus ticket but is simply not using it? Or is it a seat that's not been allocated? You don't. Would you be aware of that? I'm not officially aware of it, but I would say it has not been allocated the seat has not been allocated. So it could easily be allocated to Michael, in your view. Absolutely, yes. Back to you, Deputy uh, Tobin. Is there any way of finding out are all those seats allocated? Well, we we asked the department uh, what was the situation with those seats and the department were very, very uh, rigid in their answer. Their attitude was, listen, there's a policy here. The policy says that uh, Michael has a closer school that he can go to and as a result, uh, he just cannot fit into the criteria that uh, allows him uh, to use those particular uh, seats. So that's the idea that you can only get a bus ticket to a, a bus if you of, to a school if you have to go to that school at a remove. Yeah, but there's a problem here as well because the government is not providing uh, enough uh, autism units and enough school places for children with autism in schools around the country. So, you know, it's, it's not just as happening in Meath, but right across the country, many parents are finding it very difficult to get places for their kids and they're travelling half the country to get those particular places. And it doesn't make sense to send, you know, one kid uh, in, 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 your, in your family to one school and another child to another school, especially when one child can be of great support to uh, the child with special needs. I believe the, the government have a kind of a laissez-faire attitude. They sit on their hands with these issues. I think it's shocking that Murray has to break the privacy of her own family situation to actually just, you know, make a such a logical, obvious request that, you know, any normal person would, would, would try to achieve. Why is it the case uh, that Marie has to do that? And you can bet your bottom dollar for every, t- for every person there is like Marie who has the confidence and the strength and the courage to stand forward uh, to fight their case. There are dozens of other families who are simply just, you know, driving those 20, uh, those 20 miles for every journey, those 400 miles every weekend, you know, and the stress and the strain that creates in their families is something shocking. So what we're asking for the government to do, invest in a little bit of common sense, a little bit of logic, you know, make a difference with regards public transport in local communities. Make sure that, you know, we're, we're taking kids out of private cars into public transport, reducing congestion, reducing CO2, uh, and obviously strengthening local schools as well. 
All right. And we would um, echo your compliments to um, Marie Devine for going public with her situation this morning. As you say, it took an awful lot of courage and uh, to see it all over the papers this morning is fantastic and hopefully it will get you a result. So that's Marie Devine and Pather Tobin. Thank you for joining us this morning on LMFM. We'll take a break. Orla Carmody on LMFM. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.